Hello and welcome to Byesville Assembly of God Church. We exist to be a place of connection to God and to others who believe in Jesus. We're glad you joined us today. We invite you to listen close as our lead pastor, Joe Summers, preaches the Word of God. Good morning. Thank you for joining us this morning. We're so glad that you've made Byesville Assembly of God part of your Sunday. Um, or maybe you're watching later in the week. We're so glad that you've joined us for the message today. We're just so excited about what God's going to do. We want to uh, take you to a passage of Scripture. It's in the book of John, uh, chapter 5. And as we go there, uh, I just it's just such an awesome thought process. We're going to kind of develop this today. We believe that God wants us to be well. Um, and in that process today, we're going to study this passage and look at it intently. John chapter 5, verse 1, it says, Sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals. Now there was in Jerusalem near the Sheep Gate a pool, which in Aramaic is called Bethesda, and which is surrounded by five covered colonnades. There was a great number of disabled people used to lie there. The blind, the lame, the paralyzed. One who, came, who was there had been an invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, do you want to get well? Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I am trying to get up, someone else goes down ahead of me. Then Jesus said to him, get up. Pick up your mat and walk. And at once the man was cured. He picked up his mat and he walked. What an awesome story. Here, here you have this pool. And it's in a, a, a pool's name is Bethesda. And, and there's a lot of people around it. This man is obviously crippled. He's lame, but he's not alone. There's a lot of other people that are just like him. The Bible says that there were the lame, there was the blind, there was um, the paralyzed. Those are all people that are surrounding this pool. And their hope was that at some point, an angel would come down, stir up the water, and the first one to get into the pool wins. It's kind of like that game, you know, and, and all of a sudden, man, there's a big glow and the angel comes and the stirring happens and now it's just like a free-for-all. Who can be the first one to get and find the pool? That would have been quite the sight, would it not? Think about what that would have looked like for just a moment. How funny that, that, that could have possibly been. Uh, you've got people who are crawling and it's sad, really. Um, I say funny, but in, in a lot of ways it would have been so sad because here are all of these people, and they're looking for some way, somehow, they're desperate to be the first one to get in to get cured from their disease. The desperation that would have been around this pool would have been great. The loneliness probably would have been great. The, the thought process that, man, I, I just, I'm going to be like this forever, that hopelessness would have been great. And that's the atmosphere that Jesus walks into as, as all of these people are around. There's likely the likelihood of, of paraphernalia, of medical issues, and, and all of the stuff that's, that's there. And, and Jesus walks up into this place, and he approaches this man. For some reason, this particular man caught Jesus' eye. I don't know what it was. 
I don't know exactly what had happened in this, but he approaches this man. This man had, had been um, an invalid. He had been this way for 38 years. I mean, stop to think about that. That's a long time. We don't know how old this man is. We just know that he'd been this way for 38 years. He could have been older. This could have been something he was born with. This could have been something that was a result of an accident. This could have been something that happened to him throughout his life. We don't know how old he was, but he has been like this for 38 years. Stop and think back. I, I know a lot of us are 38 years or older. Um, And I I know a lot of you have stopped at 39, and now you're having anniversaries of your 39th birthday. I mean, I get that. But you you stop at 38 years, and I stopped to think of my life at 38 years old, and all of the things that had happened in my life until that time, man, that's a lot of stuff. That's a long period of time that this man had been like that. And here he is. He's just hanging out at the pool. He's hanging out here at the pool, hoping, uh, desperate to be able to be the first one in. But he recognizes the fact that being an invalid, uh, he's not probably, I don't know exactly what the pool would have looked like. I don't know exactly what, uh, what that setting would be. I've never been there. I've never seen that. But one thing I know is that he had his excuses ready. I've, I've not been able to get there. I'm an invalid. I can't make it ahead of somebody else. And Jesus comes up to him, and as I look at this passage of Scripture, the the text, the the question that Jesus asks in this text seems to be really kind of crazy, does it not? He comes up to this man that's been invalid for 38 years. He's been like this for a long time, and he asks him this question, do you want to get well? Do you want to get well? You know, when I think of a question like that, I I think of sometimes questions that we as parents sometimes ask our kids. I I don't know if you've had your parents ask you some of these. I know I've had mine ask me some of these. Hey, do you want a whipping? Oh, yes, sir. I'd love to have a whipping. Can we do it occasionally? At least once a week, right? That's a crazy question. Nobody in their kid, nobody in their right mind wants a whipping. When they were growing up, uh, there were times that that uh, they would act up or act out, and, and we would just give them a, a, just a tap, and it was just like night and day, and they were perfect. That disciplinary action, whatever it may be for you, it, it was just that discipline was perfect. And so that's what happened in my life. And so uh, I understand that. Maybe here's another question. Do you want me to stop this car? Well, if you were like my family, if dad was going to stop the car, it was not going to be good. And so, no, no, dad. It, it was one of those obvious type questions. Are you going to stop the car? Are, are you going to do that? Oh, man. Yeah, please stop the car. I've been hoping you'd do that for a long time. I need to stretch my bones. Whenever he said that, that was not the answer to give. And so I'm looking at this and, and maybe... Uh, as I look at this, this seemed like a crazy type question, but maybe as, I, as you look at it a little bit closer, maybe this question isn't as shallow as it might seem. Again, consider the fact that this man's been there for 38 years. All the time that he's been there, he has relied on other people for, to make his way in life. 
And this question that is asking, do you want to get well? It would have been a complete opposite thought process for him because now he's going to have to take responsibility and be able to do things on his own. And maybe for the first time ever in his life, maybe for the first time in 38 years, he's going to have to be the one that steps up and says, yes, I take responsibility for me. So maybe that question isn't as crazy as we think. Maybe it's a question that spoke to this man's heart. Maybe it mentioned, maybe it's a question that spoke to his motives that was in his heart. Today, I want to ask us that that same question. As Jesus looks at the crippledness of your life, the things that are in your life that have crippled you, whether that be a circumstance, whether that be sin, whether that be a problem, whatever it is, what is he saying to you? Can I just offer you the suggestion that he's asking you, do you want to get well? Do you want me to heal the parts of your life that have been damaged so that you can go on without the hurt? Is it easier for you to continue in the pain that you're in? Is it easier for you to, to let bitterness fester and to wallow around in betrayal? Is it easier for you to be licking and liking your wounds? All too often, we hold on tightly in our life to the things that paralyze us. Jesus can heal those things, not just those physical things, but the emotional things, the mental things, the spiritual things. But when he does that, he's asking us, do you want to be healed? Because once I heal you, then it's your responsibility to not go back to that place. It's your responsibility to move forward and to grow. So the question maybe isn't so crazy. So today, to receive that healing that he has for us, we've got to answer that question, Lord, I'm ready. I want to get well. The thing that I also notice about this, you know, you talk about the crazy question. The other thing is this lame excuse that this guy gives. Uh, no, no pun intended on that, sorry. Um, but the thought process in this, he, he says this, he says, listen, do I want to get well? Well, yeah, but you know, I've got nobody to help me when the water's stirred. I can't get into the pool. I've been trying to get in, but somebody always beats me to it. They always get in there ahead of me. You know, in reality, this man does not answer the question at all. He only offers an excuse as to why he hasn't been healed to this point. His excuse is, man, I'm all alone, and there's nobody here to help me. And in reality, reality, we almost kind of feel sorry for this man, do we not? He's alone in the world. Uh, we don't know if his family is, is died off or if they've deserted him. We don't know if he's uh, been left out just kind of on his own. We do know that he's crippled. We know that he's lonely. And he says, man, sir, I have no one to help me. And, and really, that's a tragic thought process. That's a tragic place to be. But it doesn't answer the question. Do you want to get well? And it still brings to the point that this is really just an excuse. 
and I can't. There's nobody here to help me. Max Lucado, in his book, uh, The Applause of Heaven, he, he wrote this story. He says, if there was ever a person who could have offered Jesus an excuse, Robert Reed would have been that person. His hands are twisted. His feet are useless. He can't bathe himself. He can't feed himself. He can't brush his teeth. He can't comb his hair. He can't put on even basic things like his underwear or his shirts. Uh, and they're held together by strips of Velcro. His speech drags out like a, a worn out. Uh, remember those cassette tapes? Like a worn out cassette tape. Because Robert has cerebral palsy. This disease keeps him from driving a car, from riding a bike, from going on a walk. But it didn't keep him from graduating high school. It didn't keep him from attending Abilene Christian, Abilene Christian University, from which he graduated with a degree in Latin. Having cerebral palsy didn't keep him from teaching in a St. Louis junior college or from venturing overseas on five different missions trips. Robert's disease didn't keep him from becoming a missionary to Portugal. He lived in Lisbon alone in 1972. There he rented a hotel room and began studying Portuguese. He found a restaurant owner who would feed him after the rush hour and a tutor who would instruct him to help him learn the language. He later stationed himself in a park where he distributed brochures about Christ. And within six years, he had led 70 people to the Lord. See, Robert Reed didn't offer excuses. He didn't offer excuses. I think about our life today. When Jesus asks us, do you want to get well? What is your response? He says, do you, do you want to be loose from the chains of that sin? Do we counter, well, you know, I just can't, I, I can't control my, I'm just all alone. It's not my fault. It's not nearly as bad as what you think. I don't have anybody that's invested in me. Nobody's called me. Nobody's wrote me. Nobody's texted me. Nobody's come to my help or my, my, my aid. To receive the healing that Jesus has for your life, you must be able to put away the excuses. You've got to be able to say, you know what, I I can't depend on other people. I have got to be doing this myself. I have to take responsibility. Do you want to get well? If the answer to that question is yes, then the responsibility comes with you. You can't pawn it off on someone else. You can't make those crazy excuses. Which leads us to our final thought process in this, is this instruction that happens. It seems like a crazy um, thing for Jesus to say in verse 8 he says okay then get up pick up your mat and walk <laughs> get up pick up your mat and walk this guy's been invalid for 38 years notice that Jesus just doesn't pick him up and set him on his feet we'd like for God to do that don't we God I've been hurting for so long God I've been doing this for so long just instantaneously God just whoop boom But he had a part to play. The instruction was for him to get up. If he refuses to get up, the healing is sitting there waiting for him. But he had to put action. We talked about that last week. He had to put action to his faith. Get up. You know, I think Jesus brings us healing that way to 
today as he did back then. He didn't come up and produce sympathy and, oh man, it's so sorry that poor you, I'm so sorry that you're here by yourself. Poor you, that's terrible. No, he says what? He says to us the same thing he says to that cripple at the pool. Get up. Get up. You've got to do this on your own. Get up. The man complained, I don't have anybody. But Jesus says, I'm all you need. All you got to do is trust in me and get up. You've got to get up and pull yourself up and do that. If you want to be well, you've got to be able to pick up your mat, pick up the things of of the paraphernalia that laid you down and the things that have kept you there. And you've got to get up, take up those things and start walking with him. I want you to understand that this is not some kind of self-help gospel that I'm trying to give you today. Healing, whether that be physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, is 100% from God. It's all by grace. But I think sometimes in that, there's a human responsibility. Who healed the man at the pool? Jesus did. But who had to get up and walk? The man did. Who saves us from our sin? Jesus does. Who has to repent and believe and turn their life and start living a life sanctified to the Lord? We do. Who sanctifies us by the power to to give us power to live above sin? Jesus does. Who has to lay, decide day by day to follow him and to do what's right? We do. You know, you look through many of the Bible miracles, and most of those involve a person's natural reaction. It's not just God's supernatural intervention. There's this idea when it comes to miracles that we want to see in our life that it's all about God's involvement, and it is. Miracles don't happen without God's involvement. But the problem is most Christians don't want miracles. They want magic. We want God to wave his magic wand at our issue or our need and just say, well, it'll be gone, poof. And that's what we think should happen. But there's a process in us that has to take place. There's a commitment level of us that has to take place. We want God to send money out of the sky, but God forbid that we cut up our credit cards. We want God to heal us from physical ailments, but God forbid that we start eating right and exercising. We want God to to see and do miraculous things in us, but God forbid that we actually get off the couch, that we stop complaining, that we stop doing the things that, that we're not supposed to be doing and actually give God an opportunity to work in our life. Can I just tell you, miracles don't work. They're not just magic. It's not just some magic formula or waving of a magic wand. 
God is able, don't misunderstand me, God is able to do whatever he deems necessary, whatever he wants to do, God can do it. He can speak and the worlds come into existence. He can create things out of nothing. He's the only one that can. Can I tell you that is so true about God? But one thing that I've noticed as I've read scripture and as I've lived my life is that there are times when when God wants to do something in me that it has to be something that I play a role in because he's given me this thing called free will. And if he's giving me free will, then I have to be the one that is willing to step out and say, yes, God, I receive that miracle. Yes, God, I embrace that. And that's going to mean some change in my life. For this invalid, it was going to mean change in his life. For no longer was people going to be catering to him. He wasn't going to be able to have people feeding him. He wasn't just going to be able to lay there and do nothing. He had to take responsibility. He had to take action. When Jesus asked him, do you want to get well? He had to say, if, if that was the, ex- if the excuses had to go away and he said, get up and walk, he had to do that. He had to get up. Without God, I've heard this said, without God, you cannot. But without you, God will not. That's amazing. That's a profound statement. Let me say it again. Without God, you cannot. But without you, God will not. It would have been easy for him just to laugh Jesus off, to dismiss him as some nut. It takes more strength and more courage to obey this impossible question and this impossible instruction to leave the hurt behind, to walk in the level above the level of our sin, to accept the salvation that God offers, to accept his grace and to move, allow repentance to come into your life. So today, as I close this message today, I I ask this question to you. Do you want to get well? Do you want to get well? Maybe you're saying, Pastor, I I don't know that I feel sick. I pray not. If you're walking with the Lord, if you've got a relationship with God, if you are someone that is, man, God is speaking to your life, that's probably the case. But I'm guessing some of us have issues of pride. Some of us have issues of lust. Some of us have issues of, and I can do this myself. Some of us have issues with authority. Do you want to get well? Some of you maybe today you're listening and you've never accepted Christ in your life. You're spiritually sick. You're spiritually an invalid. Do you want to get well? You can make every lame excuse At the end of the day, it comes down to this. Are you willing to hear the voice of God and get up and walk? Heavenly Father, today I pray right now that, Lord, you would speak to the hearts of these people. We want to be well. God, I pray that you would touch our life today in Jesus' name. That question right now as you're praying That question right now is ringing through your life. Do you want to get well? It's the same question that echoed in the life of that invalid by the pool. 
that's coming to you right now. And today, the Lord is waiting for your response. Are you going to continue to hold on to the things that are holding you back? Will you offer offer all the same old excuses? Or are you going to listen to the instruction of Jesus that says, listen, I'm here. Do you not recognize the fact that Jesus is standing right in front of you? And he's saying, listen, I'm the one. I'm the answer. You've been waiting for this this thing to happen. You've been waiting for the breakthrough. You've been waiting for this uh, person to ask you to forgive. And you've been waiting for this person to turn their life around. You've been waiting for that miraculous financial thing to come up. And you've waited and you've waited and you've waited. And in the process of that, it has crippled you. And Jesus is standing right in front of you today, and he's offering this question, do you want to be well? And he understands the fact that this isn't some magical wand. This is an opportunity for you to say, yes, I'm going to put my faith and my trust in Jesus, and I'm going to stand up, and I'm going to be well. Don't wait for the magic. Walk into the miracle. So today I'm going to ask, are you listening this morning? And you, man, you want to step up. You want to say, I'm going to get up. I'm going to follow God. Maybe you're here today and you've never made a decision to follow Christ. Maybe you're listening and you don't know Jesus as your Savior. He's asking you this question. Do you want to get well? All the things of life that are going on around us, the craziness of society, all the things that are happening, he's asking you this question. Do you want to get well? He's the answer. He's the miracle. He was the answer to this man, and he's the answer for you. Do you want to get well? I'm going to ask you if you would, bow your heads, pray with me this morning. Dear Jesus, I pray right now. Lord, I pray right now, if there are those who are hearing this message and they're listening to this prayer, if it's their desire to get well, if it's their desire, maybe there's some things that are going on in their life and they feel like they've been crippled, whether that been by this pandemic, whether it been like by the financial status, whether it be by their heart and their sin, or whatever the case might be, Father, I pray today, whatever is crippling them, maybe it's hurt feelings, maybe it's the things that they've been struggling with, maybe it's a healing that they need in their physical body. I don't know what that is, God, but you do. And today, if they, they hear the voice of the Lord saying, do you want to get well? And as we're praying right now, God, if that is their decision, would you please help them? God, as they raise a hand towards you right now, as they raise that hand and and offer for you to reach out to you, Lord, I'm reminded of another instance of Scripture where people reached out their hand and you healed them as they reach out. God, I pray in the name of Jesus that that would take place. Lord, that they accept the responsibility that says, I'm going to get up and I'm going to walk. I'm going to take this mat and I'm going to walk. God, I pray that that would be the case this morning. Set people free right now in Jesus' name. If you're here listening and you don't know the Lord, I just want to lead you in a quick prayer. If this is for you, I want you to pray with us. Dear Jesus, confess my sin to you. I'm sorry, God. Please forgive me. I want a life that is in you. Today I choose to take up my mat, to get up, and to walk with you. I want to be well. I thank you, Lord, 
that you have met me today. In Jesus' name, amen. We're so grateful that you've listened this morning. We ask that the Holy Spirit just continue to make uh, this real to you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Have a great week in the Lord. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Byesville Assembly of God. At our church, we exist to be a place of connection to God and to others who believe in Jesus. We're glad you joined us today. We hope you join us next time as we hear a powerful word from the Bible. God bless you and your family from all of us at Byesville Assembly of God.